Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. You know, recently we have been talking about empowering our team members, empowering our direct reports, empowering our employees, right? Empowering them to do their jobs. But I want to take just a second in this episode to talk about the other side of this. And I know we've touched on it in different episodes and different ways, but I really want to bring it forward again. The idea that we have someone on our team that's not handling their job, not doing their job, um, relies on you for a lot of information, relies on you to make the decisions, things of that nature. And I want to talk through that because I can tell you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're like me, maybe you are, but those situations like that frustrate me. And I try not to get too frustrated too often, especially when it comes to business, because business is just business. It's, to me, business is not supposed to be emotional when we're talking about a transaction or we're coming up with a process because that's not personal. It's just business, right? But when there's someone who works for me that I've hired to do a specific job and I've worked diligently to give them the proper training and I've had all the conversations about you're empowered and I say that a lot. In, in my common everyday language, I will say, hey, I'm empowering you to go take this action. I'm empowering you to move forward and do this work because words matter to me. And so I say those words very specifically so that I can be very clear as to what I expect. So I've done all of those things. And yet, if, if I ever have a direct report, and again, I've, I've gone through this in the past where I've had a direct report that... We've had all those conversations, all the training was there, it was evident that they could handle all of it, but they just needed me to help in some capacity. I find myself getting very frustrated with that. And it's it's not because I'm upset with the person directly as an individual, I'm frustrated because I'm wondering why they're not able to do the job on their own. You know, I'm not a micromanaging leader. Definitely not. And I firmly believe that if I bring someone onto the team and they have the skill set and, and the mindset and the desire to do the job effectively, that they should be able to do that. And I'm going to be there to make sure that they see the 360-degree view of a decision. And you know, If you've listened to all these episodes, you know that by now. That is what I consider one of my key roles when I'm leading other people. I don't want to make the decision for them. But I want to empower them to see all of the pathways, all of the risks, and all of the rewards so they can make the best decision possible. Okay? But outside of that, if they've been trained and they're moving forward, and yet they want to check with me for approval, that's where I struggle. Because, you know, being at the table means you already have my approval. Being at the table, having the job that you have means you have my approval. If you don't have my approval, we would have already talked about it. And so then that comes down to the fact that there's some, there's probably some insecurity there. Okay, so then I go down the pathway of building that person up and trying to help with, 
you know, having them not focus on their insecurities, but focus on their strengths. But there becomes a point in time where after you, I've gone through all of these steps and probably very similarly for you, where if they're still seeking my input on every single thing, I have to question, should they be on my team or not? And I, you know, I shared, um, you know, a comment from a gravy webinar that I listened to, it was months ago at this point, where they said, you know, if you're still having this problem in your business, then you haven't hired the right person for that role. Because if that problem still exists, you need to get rid of them. Because they're not fixing the problem. And that's, a, that's why they're there in your company. Right? If you're having issues with bookkeeping and you have a bookkeeper, then you need to fire your bookkeeper and find a different one because they're not doing the fundamental role of being a bookkeeper. And so I have the same mentality. I, I had that mentality um, before listening to that. And of course, just in the same way that you listen to me, it's just you know confirming what you already know and, and validating the path that you want to go down so you feel comfortable doing it. Well, that's what happened whenever I heard that on Gravy. You know, I believe that if there's someone coming to me constantly asking for feedback on a situation that they've been trained to solve and that I've seen them solve before, and that when I ask them what their input is, they have the right answer, but they just simply won't make a decision without talking to me first, you know, that's where I have to start questioning, do I have the right person on my team? You know, I, I, can't, I can't mentally handle that. I have to be able to focus on the things that only I can do. You know, additionally, along those same lines, I can't stop every single day to resolve any type of employee, you know, bickering or drama or I don't like him and I don't like her and, you know, some of those things that happen. The larger the organization, the more often it's going to happen simply because the more people you have. And not everybody's going to like everybody and that's okay. I don't have that expectation and you probably don't either. But I don't want to get bogged down in telling people how to do their jobs when they've been trained to do it. And I don't want to get bogged down in things that require me to be a referee over, over a situation. I expect that people are adults. They run their business. They collaborate. They own their part of the business. If they don't own it, they can't be on my team. And so, yeah, I've just been thinking through those pieces. And I've watched some people recently go through this. And it just brought up some scenarios and past experiences that I've had, you know, through my corporate life and then some other situations just with coaching. And so I wanted to bring that to you. I wanted to share sort of my perspective and my emotional perspective on it such that if you feel the same way, number one, you know you're not alone. But number two, to empower you to really step back and say, if I'm going to have the legendary life that I want, then, I, then to me, legendary life is freedom. And that's definitely what it is for me. I want to have freedom. And so the main reason why I've hired all these people and brought them on board is to do all of the things that the clients need. And if I'm spending more time helping someone effectively do their job, well, number one, I'm essentially doing their job, so I don't need them. And number two, if I'm spending my time refereeing between two employees, I don't need either one of them because they're spending more time creating drama than they are actually serving the client. And now I'm paying them to create drama instead of paying them to serve the client. And that's just the lens that I have about those things. It's pretty, it's pretty clear to me. So if you're going through anything like that right now, if you're dealing with team members that constantly need your approval, 
and you've already had the conversation to say, hey, look, you've been doing this for a while, or, you know, you've been here for two years, or, you know, you came with this level of experience. I trust you. I trust your judgment. I trust that you've got this. I trust that you can handle this. Um, go handle it. If you really have never experienced this before and you see it as a huge risk, come back, right? Because I don't want to deter them from never talking to me and creating an issue. But I define the guardrails. I empower them by reminding them of what they've done in the past or the training they received or the decisions that they've already made that were successful. And that as long as it's along those same lines, go and keep doing it. Don't, I don't have an expectation for them to check in with me like that, nor should they have an expectation that they need to. They need to build up their confidence. And so I work to be very clear about the confidence I have in them. Okay? If it's a drama, I, pretty, I nip that pretty quickly. Hey, we're here to work. We're not here to have drama. You know, if, if we can't resolve the drama, then we're going to have to resolve who's working on what team and how this is going to move forward because the clients don't deserve this. We're, we're delaying service to the client by the drama that you're creating. I'm, I'm never going to be okay with that. So clarifying conversations, setting expectations. And if it continues, then, you know, I go through a process of essentially not allowing them to be on my team. And that may sound really harsh. And some of you listening to this right now may think, whoo, wow, that's really fierce. Don't think that I go in there and have this conversation of, hey, get your crap together, you're fired. It's not, it's definitely not that direct. But the intentionality that I have around solving that problem through a stepwise process of conversations, that is very intentional. Okay, because I do want to live my legendary life. And for me to be free, I have to count on these people to do their job so that I can do what only I can do. And you're the same way. You need to have your team focusing on the things that only they can do or the things that you've hired, you know, hired them to help you with. And if they're not helping you with all of that, then you're paying them to do something they're not doing. And so think about it from that perspective. See it through that lens that everyone there is, to, is there to earn, you know, the, the dollars that you're paying them. And there are some people that are working within your team that are putting forth all of the effort and more and not only earning what you're paying them, but exceeding, you know, that level of, of effort and performance. And then there are some people that are on your team that are getting paid really to not do much of anything or to have you do it for them or to create more problems than they solve. And when that's the case, you just can't allow it. Okay, it, it will suck the life out of you and you will not be able to go live. You will be getting phone calls, random emails. You know, the team will be frustrated, especially if there's being drama created. The team will be frustrated like we've talked about if someone's underperforming and it's impacting them. Um, you know, the direct reports of this individual will be frustrated if they can't make decisions. So, the per you know, your direct report can't make decisions for their team. And so the team's waiting around to find out ultimately what you're going to decide they need to do, right? You, you can't have people like that on your team and expect your business to grow. So watching some people go through that, it's definitely a bit on my mind. Hopefully this episode helps you think through how to handle the frustration of constantly having to do someone else's job or mitigate just some petty little arguments. So work through that, have those direct conversations, set expectations, and then my challenge for you would be to walk through rem removing them from the team if, they're, if they just can't figure out how to be successful in the role. Okay, and you're empowered to do that. See, I'm gonna use that word on you too. I I'm empowering you 
to acknowledge the fact that these situations are frustrating for you. They shouldn't exist in your business. You do not have to allow it. You are empowered to take action and get, get the life back that you've been looking for and getting your time back. Okay? All right. Go and be legendary.